The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to Jesus along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then Jesus said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. You can be seated. Jesus is in the middle of a plot to entrap him. He's disrupted the temple money-changing system, which is very relevant to the question of taxes that get brought to him today. Jesus has spoken three parables that point out the failure of the religious elite to live up to the ways that God's people are called to. The Pharisees need to catch Jesus in order to bring him to trial and prosecution. The text told us that after the second of Jesus' parables that he told, the Pharisees were ready to arrest him then. But they couldn't just do it for no reason, because Jesus was a popular healing prophet with a large following. The Pharisees needed a good excuse, something to stick on him to get rid of him. And that's where this tax question comes in. But before we deal with that, let's back up and ask another question. Who are the Pharisees? The Pharisees were a religious sect within Judaism. They were one of several different groups that aligned themselves around different philosophies or ideals. The Pharisees were moral purists who felt it their duty to keep people aware of the requirements of Torah, which is the teaching of the first five books of the Hebrew Bible. One of the best examples of a Pharisee from the Bible is Saul, who becomes Paul after he encounters the risen Christ. Saul was a Pharisee, brought up in the religious zealotry and felt it was his duty to correct the disciples who were following Jesus early on. Acts 9 verse 1 tells us how serious Saul was as a Pharisee. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. In Saul's mind, he was doing what was required to keep the heart of Judaism pure threatening and murdering anyone who dares to interpret the law in a way that doesn't line up with his. Those were the Pharisees. Now, certainly not all of them acted in the same way, but Saul 
was an example of who they were. And in in an attempt to reform and protect the morality of Judaism, they needed to silence Jesus because his conclusions about religion were not the same. And that's where the tax question comes in. And they finish buttering up Jesus by telling him how great he is, a move, I think, that was designed to lower his guard and perhaps catch him on his heels. They ask him this question, is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Now, I need to put a couple of disclaimers out at this point. This is not a question about the separation of church and state. That idea had no existence in Jesus' day. Also, this is not a question about legality, per se. By starting the question with, is it lawful? It was meant to be a question about the interpretation of Torah. In other words, they're asking Jesus, what does your interpretation of Torah tell you to do with paying taxes? It's also not a question that has anything to do with taxes in the present day United States. Although I do sympathize with you if you don't enjoy paying taxes. Taxation in Jesus's day and taxation now are apples and oranges. Your taxes pay for things like roads and bridges and libraries and public administration and public safety officers. Taxation in Jesus's day was how the Roman Empire maintained its power. Don't forget, Jerusalem is occupied territory. Taxation in that scenario would be like living under foreign occupation and paying the occupiers a fee so that they can maintain their armies who control your land. The Pax Romana was not as peaceful as it sounded. It was brutal occupation. Rome levied an annual census tax of one denarius on every adult in every territory that they occupied. And that is the tax that the Pharisees are asking Jesus about. Jesus' answer to the tax question would do one of two things for the Pharisees. Either... He would be condemned for sedition, or he would be condemned for idolatry. If Jesus says that according to Torah, you should not pay taxes to Rome, then he is guilty of sedition, which is conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of the state. If Jesus says that according to Torah, you should pay taxes to Rome, then not only can he be treated as a sympathizer of Rome, which would be off-putting to some of his followers, but also he would be committing idolatry. Why? The denarius of Jesus' time would have looked like this, with the head of Tiberius Caesar Augustus, son of divine Augustus. On one side, and on the back, Pontifex Maximum, High Priest. What is the second commandment? No graven images. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in any form of anything. 
This is part of the reason why money changers existed in the proximity of the temple. To bring a graven image into the holy temple was blasphemous. So it was exchanged for currency that didn't have such images. And as you can imagine, the Pharisees, being the moral purists who felt it their duty to keep people aware of the requirements of Torah, they would have nothing to do with something so detestable and so idolatrous. They stood firmly opposed to such things. And what Jesus does next is set a trap within their trap. And he does it with one question. Show me the coin used for the tax. Now, don't forget, they're all standing in the vicinity of the temple, and no Pharisee would be caught with such an idolatrous, sacrilegious object in that holy place. But there was a problem. It's a tiny detail laced into the beginning of the passage. The Pharisees sent their disciples to trap Jesus along with the Herodians, sympathizers of Herod. And who was Herod? He was the client king of Judea, a figurehead given authority by Rome to attempt to maintain the peace in their occupied territory. The Pharisees may not have carried Roman coins in the temple, but the Herodians, who were already in the pockets of Rome, sure did. It's almost comedic if you imagine the scene playing out. Jesus asks for the coin, the Pharisees just stare at him, and the Herodians just pull the graven image right out of their pockets. They've just broken the commandment and committed the idolatry that they were trying to trap Jesus with. That is quite the turn of events. And then Jesus says this, give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's. Give to God the things that are God's. And that's a question worth reflecting on and wrestling with. Give to Caesar the things that bear Caesar's image. And give to God the things that bear God's image. What bears God's image? Amen.